Congratulations everyone listening today. The Hartford Yacht Goats have finally been stopped. Their blatant use of the image and likeness of a certain Bill La Bounty has been deemed over the line and punishable. But due to contract requirements with SoundCloud they must continue making episodes to fulfill their obligations. It is a sad day that with so many high-quality podcasts being released by others that the Hartford Yacht Goats must continue their low-concept and very derivative entertainment output I asked haven't we been through enough does the world really need this sort of Yacht Goat rubbish? Sadly the Yacht Goats still are able to determine portions of this broadcast as per contract and have insisted that we play select songs from an album of their choosing. That unoriginal concept will be presented here today per contractual obligations. At this point we will begin reading a pre-written script as prepared by the Hartford Yacht Goats. This script was written out in order to be read aloud as part of this episode and begins now. Hey motherfuckers. How's everyone doing out there? Welcome to another episode it should be a good one because we got a hot album to play today and it's a fun one to listen to because I know I'm getting tired of my ass sitting here at home and could use some yachty shit for sure. And we got the whole crew for this episode with us today Miss Cass how is everything going? Hey it's going okay just chilling at home these days with Sean and working doing some cooking watching highway to heaven you know keeping the social distancing going. Yes I've been watching that back-to-back Highway to Heaven episodes as well on Cozy TV it's nice to have at 2 and 3 o'clock that playing in the background while working but we also like to DM about the show while it's on and some of those are funny and pretty raunchy too. Haha yes I think Highway to Heaven brings out the worst in us haha or at least in our private messages while watching Michael Landon and Victor French do their thing. Yeah definitely um and also in studio we got our buddy DJ Eric so how's it going Eric? Hey hey well um it's going okay I am still out working outside doing the elevator repair so that is a little bit rough these days but I am so glad to be back on the show and ready to hear some super smooth shit I still love that yacht rock it helps put me in a good mood as all this is going on. Cool well we are glad that you are here so um then for today's episode we are listening to an album that I had to import all the way from Germany and it's David Williams take the ball and run. Um I don't think I'm familiar with that album. He, he played guitar on Michael Jackson Peter Allen Kenny Loggins albums plus a whole lot more he is a big time studio session guitarist and was through the 80s and 90s even playing on Madonna and a bunch of other stuff. And you had to import this from Germany, wow. Yes, I don't think it was released in the United States, but I had heard a few tracks online and really wanted to check it out. It is from 1983 and has Toto guys and other yacht personnel all over it. So do you want to take a listen? Sure, let's check it out. Ooh, I already like this. It has a super funky beat. This song is called When Your Dreams Come True. It has Nathan East working that bass and he co-wrote it with David Williams. 
Yeah, this has a real nice groove to it. Bill Myers is playing on keys. He wrote songs for Neil Diamond, Earth, Wind and Fire and Madonna among a whole bunch of other people. So there are a few future Madonna musicians here. Yes, definitely and to expand David Williams came up in the business playing with a disco-ish band called Chanson that was with the son of Motown session musician James Jamison. In Chanson the drummer was actually Jeff Porcaro but a few years later when Michael Jackson was recording off the wall it was because of his work on Chanson that David Williams was asked to play guitar and that led to him playing on Thriller a few years after. Well that's cool this song fucking slaps I would totally play this out at a gig I wonder why it wasn't a hit or better known. It was 83 and the music business was certainly in transition and they knew where the money could be made sadly this album probably didn't get any push. This song is hot. Yet it's no joke. I like that part. I think this is Dean Grant on synth in this breakdown he played on a Bill Withers album R.I.P. and many other R&B albums through the 80s. This song is a jam from beginning to end thanks for telling me about it. This is just a solid song, great hooks and groove and that bass part is amazingly funky. Yeah and as it begins to end we are moving on to the title track from the album with Take the Ball and Run. Up next. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that one but this song grooves out for a bit here at the end I love this track. I'm not sure I'd like it if someone in real life were to take my ball and run but I do like this song and album so far. This song has electric drums, real drums, Carlos Vega on cymbals and Lenny Castro on percussion. That guitar sound reminds me of some stuff off a thriller, maybe some other of the big tunes he's played on too. Yeah he has been a busy dude what a great great rhythm guitarist and he does real cool lead parts definitely has a style to his playing.
one thing I will say is the album cover is ridiculous have you seen that Kaz? Oh my god it's amazing he is not wearing a shirt at sort of a construct site and is handing a big red ball to some sassy lady in yellow it's like a wasp album cover if they made an R&B record haha. Haha ha ha yes wasp album cover totally and on the back there are all striped lines so it's almost impossible to read the credits thank goodness for discogs. Actually it's more like a striper album than wasp. Haha <laughs> yes total striper vibe. Oh shit I just read this thing about our copyright violation thing it says that our voices won't appear in this episode but will be replaced by robot voiceover what the fuck. Wait are you kidding so everything I say is being replaced by some automated voice that is bullshit. How does that even work like is this part going to be read by the robot voices I'm not even sure I want to do a show if it doesn't have our rail voices in it. I don't get how it works legally but it's some stupid thing that was done to punish us maybe set an example I don't know it's stupid. Is there anything you want to hear a robot voice say Irish wristwatch Irish wristwatch? Yeah this fucking robot voice that I guess will reading this isn't mine and this is like a real bad joke. Yeah this is like a joke I'm not sure I want to say anything if it's not a real voice my voice that will be reading it. Yeah it's pretty much BS we'll have to see if we can figure out a way around it or something I don't know sorry guys. I just don't get what the point of recording an episode is if our voices are going to be overdubbed. Seems like a dumb punishment doesn't really make sense. I agree. And that was Take the Ball and Run from uh, the album of the same name. And up next, uh, uh, wait a second. Um, what's going on here? Did uh, something change? What's, what's, what's happening here? Oh, hi, I'm Hollywood Steve. I've used the power of smooth music to defeat your robot overlords. Holy shit, Hollywood Steve. Well, thank you. That's so amazing. I, I didn't even know uh, where you came from, but uh, that's awesome. Hollywood. Where did Eric and Cass go? The power of smooth music transported them back to their homes because of social distancing. Wow, that makes sense. This is certainly a nice surprise. The power of smooth music can do anything. Well, I was about to listen to another David Williams song. Uh, Do you want to listen along with me? I would love to listen to a David Williams song with you. (laughs) Who wouldn't? Yeah. This one is called uh, I Don't Want to Say Goodbye, and here it goes. 
uh, I like this one because the beginning of it sounds like I thought kind of like a Bill Champlin sort of song to it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say goodbye when I feel it's near I cry. When we're fun, it has some sweet keyboard lines. Uh, it has a little Herb Alberty trumpet thing that kind of comes into it. I'm so used to you being around. Don't will get me down. In case you wanna know if I want you to go, my answer is no, 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 no. I don't want to say goodbye. The chorus has a subtle, you notice, it has a subtle what a fool believes riff going on. Yeah, they like this. There's just that period of time where they really love to sneak that into like everything. It made money, I believe. So they're just like, hey, let's let's it use it. Sure did. <laughs> So actually, on this song, Jeff Percaro plays drums, and what was what I think is interesting is that, so like when you see when you see videos of Jeff Percaro, you know, talking about drumming, he usually says, "Oh, I never solo." In my Jeff Percaro voice, man, I never solo. I just you know play to serve the song, you know, get the beat that works best with the song. And David Williams, yeah, has, that's. What's that? That's that's kind of what Jay Graydon says about playing guitars, serve the song. Exactly. Yeah, and I think David Williams is a big proponent of that as well. You know, he he was on all those Michael Jackson albums and he never really did solos. He would lay down riffs that that really were just there to serve the song. And and, and in this song, I I don't want to say goodbye. I can really hear that. At the end, it has a real nice breakdown section too, where there normally would be a solo, but uh, it kind of just keeps it keeps it smooth, and then goes into some final chorus with overlapping vocals. So that was uh, David Williams with I Don't Want to Say Goodbye. And we still have on the phone Hollywood Steve. So how, how are you holding up there, Steve? Uh, I'm doing okay for right now. Knock on wood. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And, uh, I've, I've been I've been holed up for a week now in my apartment <laughs> after getting laid off. And uh, Sorry to hear that. I had a lot of time to put together a Spotify playlist. 
is that is, so is that is that what sort of drove um you putting together this massive uh spotify playlist and it's called a yacht rock colon a purist playlist and and it's chronological but uh I, I, it's roughly chronological. I mean, yeah. it's kind of split up so that it, the, the, so that you can have some flow to it while you're listening to the whole thing straight through. Okay. So how how um how long did that take you to make? About a week, okay. and 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 that's not counting the uh, the work previously put in to just kind of like make a make a timeline of uh you know basically just like the years everything came out sure. so that you can sort of trace the uh, the evolution. Did you? I don't know. Like technically, did did you like? Is there a way you can download like other Spotify playlists, like you know the the, yacht, the certified yacht rock one, and and like see the years and and arrange it, and then like reload it, or was it just like manually like writing down stuff? Um, if there is a way to do that, I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> not either. I, didn't... <laughs> I just, I just kind of already had the stuff basically written down by year, and then okay. I went through and just threw it all in and arranged it. Got it. Got it. So you, you had already. Like, oh, this doesn't. This, this is a bad transition. Oh, I got to move this around. Oh, this, well, this came out at the end of the year, but this kind of came out oh, at the man. beginning. But wait, okay, this album all came out at once, but. Then there was like three or four singles off of it, and they were released at different times, so I can like split those up some, so that it doesn't have the artists bunching up too much around each other. And hmm. you know, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of intricacies that go. <laughs> I mean, that, that's insane endeavor. that it was it was not only uh, getting all those songs. I mean, like 531. As I said, our our yacht goat playlist is only 343. So yours is like yours dwarfs are ours but like um so yeah i mean as you were putting it together were there any discoveries of songs that you hadn't heard before that you like oh i really i found out about this song and i, I really dug it and anything like that come up oh yeah there was i just kind of going through like you know i i would i, I started with the um the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast, our Yacht or Yacht website is kind mm-hmm. of the foundation of it. And then I would go through and listen to, like, who the hell is this? What album did this come from? <laughs> and then I'd find, oh, there was a bigger hit off this album, and I kind of like it better. So I would yeah, throw yeah. that in instead. Nice. Um, I would go through uh, just some other lists I had laying around. Like, I at one point I went through the entire West Coast 99 channel on YouTube and yeah. just kind of took some notes yeah um, a lot of good stuff there I went through I went, I went through the Hartford Yacht Goats playlist and oh. I found that uh, that Brick song uh, Seaside Vibes yes yes I'm flattered that was a that was a really nice one <laughs> thanks yeah no, that, that, I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I was able to find some things to help you out so when I'm looking through your your playlist, you know, and it starts from right from the beginning. I mean, you start right from Pretzel Logic uh, with Ricky Don't Lose mm-hmm. That Number, uh, which which makes sense. I mean, I think that's that's when Steely Dan decided to go into the studio, and it's uh, probably what, in large sense, led to eventually being the development of that that you know wave of studio pros that we sort of. Uh, see as yacht rock and uh, yeah exactly but uh, so yeah so we, I'm just... that was that was the earliest song that we on the podcast had had rated collectively okay. rated as being true yacht rock yeah yeah and then so then you, some of the early ones are like Ace with How Long um, Captain Tennille with Love Will Keep Us Together I always 
forget if that is like technically yacht rock or more more proto yacht. Uh, it's it's kind of both. I mean, yeah. we 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 uh, early on in our podcast we did a, a whole episode about yacht rock about right. songs everybody thinks are yacht rock but actually don't really fit the sound. Sure. And we included that one in there. And then you know as time went on and we heard more and more and more and more and more yacht rock and kind of got the criteria down in our brains a little bit better we went back and we thought about it like well wait a minute <laughs> this is this kind of has that that laid back bounce it's got that little almost a back and forth piano riff like we're used to hearing from all these doobie brothers ripoffs and yeah it, it relies pretty heavily on studio musicians you know kind of the, the previous generation mm -hmm. the wrecking crew era of the, the studio scene in la and, right oh yeah, yeah. We'll be, we'll be damned if this doesn't kind of fit the criteria after all. Oh, all right. Well, it's nice to be able yeah, to go just, back just and... Kinda, just barely, but it does kind of... Sure. It's like... Yeah, I think this... this, this, this for, for when it came out, I think it, it's it's uh, it's a fit after all. Is that sort of similar to uh, the next song on the list, which is The Things We Do For Love, a 10cc? And I know there were some other 10ccs yeah. that you were like Yatskis, and they were pretty low. I know that that one though, like that, I, I, I thought it was. I mean, they're a British band. I don't know if they recorded that in LA or not, but I know definitely that song had like huge amount of studio works to it. But like, yeah, what was your thought on on that one? Yeah, that's that's not something that we at the podcast have ever collectively uh, taken a look at. I it just it just kind of popped into my head because yeah, Ten CC is basically a prog band, right? And that that delved into pop. Uh, on, on a number of occasions, and this was one of them, and and it just kind of popped into my like this was one of their biggest hits. It's again, it's got that bounce, and mm -hmm. it's not like it's super simplistic. You know, they're a prog band; they do have chops. They do, you know, take things into unexpected directions when they're in the studio. Sure. And it's not like uh, you know, it's not like this sort of uh, pedestrian like three or four chord strum around the campfire post-hippie kind of stuff that a lot of soft rock is. Sure, and it was, and it was a so hit, So I just too. kind of threw yeah. it in there to, to have a nice little juxtaposition with the uh, the Captain and Tennille song. And nice. Kinda, you know, I don't know if the other guys will agree with me or not. I think it's something we should do if we are managing to bring the bring the podcast back at some point. But oh, it's, yeah. it would be an interesting one to look at because I think it fits. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I can, I, I don't know if like, all right, so I, I don't know if I would necessarily play it if I was out DJing a Yacht Rock set. However, I can see where it, it, that song being a hit could have uh, helped influence the sound that would have been developed. So even if like it falls into a semi-proto, I think, you know, it makes it, I mean, at worst, if you guys were to, to vote on it, I would think that it, it would at least be, it, it wouldn't be like you know a one or a two. It wouldn't be like the Eagles or something like that. It would at least. Yeah, I think I think if it, if if we didn't actually put it on the boat for yacht rock, I think it would come pretty close. And you know, if you're if you're trying to trace the history, it, like I just was kind of looking for more like proto stuff to throw in at the beginning, just so it wasn't like an entirely Steely Dan playlist <laughs> right up top. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so so other things as I start going forward through it, one, one that stood out was uh, someone I had never heard of before is the, was it Farragher Brothers? And, yeah. And I, I, I like, I had never heard of them. I looked up, looked them up and I was surprised to see, I think one of the members ended up 
like years later being in Cracker with a guy from Camper Van Beethoven. Uh, I wish I had no Oh, really? Yeah, I had no I idea. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's such a weird, <laughs> weird like thing. I'm like, whoa, that's messed up. But, you know, I, I, I saw a few of their songs on your list from like the early Yacht Rock. So I didn't know if you, uh, I, I didn't know where you had uh, heard of them or found them on, on a playlist. I don't remember. Yeah, that's all right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I think I, uh, I, I do know. I, th- I forget how they got on my radar, but I know that when I picked up the Staying Alive soundtrack, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Farragher had a couple of tracks down there. Okay. And they weren't super yachty. They were for like the, the like motivational 80s rock about, you know, there's going to be some action in the, uh, <laughs> in the scene that's going to drive you towards your goal of individual achievement. Sure. Kind of but uh, it's like, oh well, there's there is some yacht rock on the on the Staying Alive soundtrack, and it's largely uh, due to Frank Stallone, yeah. uh, counterintuitively. <laughs> and uh, so I, I kind of like, oh, maybe this Farragher brothers, I should go check them out. And they're um, a few songs. They're not amazing. They're not amazingly yachty. Like they're kind of uh, they're a bit more of a throwback to a slightly older era of Blue yeah. Eyed Soul. I was hearing like the AM Gold sound a little bit. Um, maybe that, that, that's that's what I was getting from them. But yeah, and, and but you, I could still hear where it was smooth. And uh, you know. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of uh, it's kind of lagging behind the forefront of the early yacht vanguard. But it's right. still like there's they're they're doing a couple of, they're doing a couple of interesting things on some of those songs. Sure. sure. And uh, to me, to me, like when I was putting this together, I you know prior to what a fool believes coming out in late 78 early 79 and you know changing the whole face of the game yeah a lot of the early wave of yacht rock was was blue-eyed soul artists kind of trying to keep up with the times and mm-hmm. getting slicker and more sophisticated and uh you know kind of jumping on the smooth soul quiet storm kind of bandwagon that was coming out and incorporating a little disco and funk and you know keeping up with the times basically and not just trying to do that old uh you know kind of blood sweat and tears <laughs> box tops mm-hmm. you know late 60s early 70s um you know there are all the motown rivers rare earth covering get ready and yeah i mean you see, you see that in, westbound uh... number nine you see that in in like Boz Skaggs, where it's uh, yeah, Boz Skaggs is like the epicenter of, of yeah. that, and and also McDonald joining the Doobie Brothers. But, sure, you know Boz Skaggs' Silk Degrees album is where you know, it's the genesis of Toto, and even though a lot of the individual songs are not super yacht rocky yet, you know, uh, Lowdown is like a really early landmark in the uh, development of the genre, and um, that whole record was kind of like here's a new direction for blue-eyed soul to go in sure and sure. it had a huge impact on on the emerging scene even even if it wasn't necessarily a lot of direct ripoffs there were some direct ripoffs of silk degrees oh sure yeah no i mean lowdown i think was super uh influential on the sound to come and then his next album was a down two then left that's where it's really. Right. That's where you really hear it's like okay, I'm taking blue-eyed soul, bringing in sort of a, a bit of the the modern disco, a lot of slickness, 
and uh yeah you know we, we when, when we, we uh when we dj out we, we 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 used to wear like captain's hat and stuff and then we said screw this we're just gonna dress like boz skaggs from like that era <laughs> <laughs> we're like we, we, <laughs> have you ever found a hot pink blazer like he's got <laughs> on the cover of hits exclamation point no I'm, I'm still in the search for that one that's uh that, that that's a that would be fun to find. I don't know if I could pull it off. That is that's an iconic <laughs> image yes, to me. He had such style, and then he and I think what was it? he did uh he did Joe um, Middleman the Middleman album then then put the hits out and then I, I think it was like I am done with mu- the music industry for at least five years. He was I think so sick of it. <laughs> but, so it may have been the Blazer. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's like I can't top this. <laughs> There's nowhere to go but down. So as I as I keep going down through you know your playlist and I'm seeing just you know it gets into like '77 with uh, the Asia songs like Peg and um, mm-hmm. and Bo- and Boscags with Hard Times from that uh, down to then left. Uh, Mark Jordan's first album. I'm just kind of like uh, there's Sea Level, Living in the Dream, and uh, that that album uh, by Sea Level with Living in a Dream is the has a song on it that actually mentions Connecticut. It's the only sort of yacht rock. Oh wow! Yeah, it's called Electron <laughs> Cold. So we're we're big fans of that one. Um, and then uh, yeah, Jer- Jerry Corbetta. You know that sensitive soul. He was what, oh, shoot. He was in that uh, fuck Sugar Love. Yes, that's it. And I remember yeah, the the band that did Green Eyed Lady and all the AM Gold it. compilations. And I had seen that album because it has a lot of personnel on it. Uh, but then, um, yeah, I, I I didn't know which song, but I, I was that was cool to see. So let me just keep going. Dane Donahue shows up. Uh, Bill Champlin, Ted Gardestad. Um, as we're going down, Love is the Answer. That was interesting. The England Dan and John Ford Coley cover of Todd Rundgren's Love is the Answer. I always thought that was a pretty yachty yeah. song. Yeah, I, I was uh, pleased to see that there. Um, yeah, there's that's that album, uh, it comes from Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's the album where they, they where they get Toto, and, you know, the, the, the major part of Toto in the studio with them and kind of yachtify their sound up a little bit. Yeah, I think that may have been their la- last studio album, I think. So they were... They were trying to adjust, you know, away from the folky stuff, uh, the soft folky stuff. Yeah. Trying to get a little more modern, and uh, I don't know if it worked out in the end. But, oh well, well they, I think they split up in like '79 or '80. Dan, yeah. Dan Seals is England. Dan Seals' first solo album comes out in 1980, That's and he's right. got like. Uh, I think one or two Dave Loggins covers on it and uh, some other stuff. They're like, oh, he did this. (laughs) There was a song that he did that um, was it was Love Me Like the Last Time. I'm not sure if it's on the boat or not. I was like, Mm -hmm. where the hell have I heard this? And then I went through my iTunes like, oh, this was on the Joey Scarberry album a year later. (laughs) I have that one. All these guys just keep recycling each other's material. Yeah, they do. Oh my! There's a lot of Dave Loggins stuff because he his original um, his original songs I always said are kind of low energy, and that but they're but they're good songs on their own. And so then you hear people kind of take them and and do do Dave you know do do Dave Loggins covers and, or barely covers, but just try to make them better, which I don't think is that hard to do because Dave Loggins is a good yeah they're, they're they're pretty good songs yeah yeah. Some some guys are just better at writing than they are at performing. Sure, sure. Um, so I'm scroll, scrolling down and right in the middle of so like uh, that England Dan also from Doctor Heckle and Mister Jive. Uh, some Roger Vaduris with Get Used to It. That's a great song. 
I'm a big Russian. Yeah, that's dork, that's, so. that's a good uh, that's a good what a fool believes rip off. Oh yeah, yeah. Then uh, Mark Jordan, I'm a camera from Blue Desert. Uh, you got Bill Bounty's Trail to Your Heart. That was when I submitted to you guys, I mean, and you and you were you uh, on the on the podcast were saying what a shitty guitar solo it had. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember ninety percent of what I've said on the Yon episode. <laughs> yeah. The truth. yeah, I can imagine. You guys did a lot of them. This is technically, I think, our eleventh episode, and I think you know we we had been DJing out for like a year and a half, and then at the start of this year said, you know. Maybe it might be better just to kind of try even doing like a radio show, uh, which then quickly was re- we realized like, no, we can't really commit to doing a real radio show. So we'll basically just be like everyone else in the world and do a, do a podcast. And like uh, by the fifth one, I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, Beyond Rock, Yacht Rock did this for years and uh, had so many. Then all these other podcasts out there that was doing so many. I'm like, Ugh, I, I don't even want to do 10. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> but you know anyways yeah so I, I can imagine where that you the, with all the stuff you guys talked about probably trying to keep keep a keep track of it can be tough but um yeah we had a, we had a whole database file that, that would get updated as we would do the episodes because yeah. if we didn't do it right then we would forget and i still i still come across songs that i know we rated that are not on the yacht and yacht website for some reason hmm like I, I always like, where's where the hell did Earth, Wind, and Fire is after the love has gone go? Oh, like, yeah, I know yeah. we rated that. We had a huge argument about whether or not it was essential, huh. and yet it's not on the website, and I'm not sure why. We've never figured that out. They may have been ones that were bone throws at the start of a different, like when you guys were doing, like let's say whatever, like Camaro Summer or one of your, you know, uh, other genres, and you got, and you start off with a bone throw. I think I had, maybe mm-hmm. had noticed once where there was a song you did. I'm like, oh, I don't remember that being on Yacht or. But but I, my memory might be faulty on that as well. So uh, so yeah, I'm I know still... mine is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm, uh, I'm scrolling down the list and you know I see where it gets into uh, a little bit later in the '70s. You got like it's the falling in love from Michael Jackson, too hot, cool in the gang, uh, you, emergence of Daryl Hall and John Oates with portable radio, and then Toto '99 from their Hydra album uh, shows up. Uh, Kenny Loggins, Who's Right, Who's Wrong, written with Richard Page. That's that's a freaking great song. Um, yeah. Then let's see, anything. Uh, keep the Fire, obviously. Uh, Charlie Door with Falling. I have that on record. I think that uh, that actually was uh, that was uh, the 50, I think, on the Yatsky sale. And I looked that one up, and I think you you were you were a little bit lower on that one, but that's still a pretty good song. Yeah, I kind of I came around a little more just because like her second album has a bunch of Total guys on it, but it's not on Spotify. And I just kind of wanted her somewhere in the list, just to. Because her, her biggest, her biggest actual hit was "Pilot of the Airwaves," and it's not really a yacht rock song. It's kind of more of a, just a soft, a, kind of a countrified soft rock song, with mm-hmm. a little bit of an urban cowboy vibe to it. Just doing something here. Um, yeah. So uh, as I keep going down, Peter Allen. I love that. Uh, one step over the borderline. That's a cool album. But um, I'm just yeah, saying, uh, that's it, his David Foster album. Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. And Al Jarreau, Jackson's with "Give It Up." Uh, Dave Mason, "Save Me." That was one I, we had a caller, Stu from Sweden, and he talked a lot about how much he loves that song with uh, Michael Jackson just showing up at the studio with Dave Mason. Yeah, in essence, saving <laughs> and we, we, we like in essence saving Dave Mason because a lot of the stuff he does is sort of flat and like. 
here comes this jolt of energy from Michael Jackson on it. <laughs> then, um, Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing to go back and think about, like, because Michael Jackson does a lot of that kind of thing pre-thriller before he's, like, yeah. before he's too popular to do anything with anybody anymore. Sure. Uh, he, he'll, he'll, there was, like, sort of his ascent to stardom is... Uh, yeah. You know, he'd just pop in and do favors for people. Like, hey, why don't I, why don't I help you with this? Like, sure, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Exactly, yeah. I mean, because he showed up on a Kenny Loggins song, I think, as well. Uh, I think he was on Who's Right, Who's Wrong, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong about that, but I think he's on it. Um, I can't remember. Uh, but then, uh, so I'm going through, back down through, I'm at the part in uh, where, like, nobody's business with Maxis. We're in this love together with Al Jarreau. Uh, Never Gonna Stop Loving You, Burn and Barnes, which for some reason on Spotify is listed as Trevor and Lisa. Yeah, I I looked up Trevor and Lisa, and they're a completely unrelated, like, dance artist, I think. Yeah. I made this, uh, one day I was bored, and I I found an old uh, Marlboro ad where some guy, like, on a dock with a big mustache smoking a cigarette and, like, a lady in a bikini next to him. And so I, like, uh, photoshopped it. Where it said Trevor Byrne and Lisa Barnes, legends of yacht rock, <laughs> and <laughs> posted it. Maybe people were like, "What the fuck is this?" And I, it's like an inside inside joke of not a well known group that's <laughs> mislabeled on Spotify. Um, yeah, so more Trevor and Lisa as I'm going down. Joey Scarbo- Joey Scarberry. Actually, I found that tape for like twenty five cents in a bargain bin. I was like, "Holy crap!" I, so I, I have the. Uh, that's American. a heck of a deal right there. Yeah, yeah. What's one of the good things about playing tapes is sometimes we got, uh, uh, yeah. So um, let's see. Um, going down the list. Anything int- more interesting? I, I noticed as we get through like the meat of the of yacht rock, when you get to later '80s. Um, Oh, geez. Uh, when you get to later 80s... Actually, well, I know. I had one thing for you. So I saw that Jackson Brown's Somebody's Baby was on the list, whereas that was right on the borderline uh, when you guys yachtskied it. And I think... Yes, I was the one who sank it, and yeah. then uh, after a while, I realized that I was wrong. <laughs> it, it, it does... <laughs> totally it does, a Yacht Rock song. I, I, yeah. It, <laughs> I screwed up the rating. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool I mean I, I can see where when you guys were early on doing it and also Jackson Brown's so not Yacht Rock that yeah you know, like I always come back to the idea on, on the podcast episodes like it's really hard for me to hear Yacht Rock in one of those really introspective singer-songwriter right, type right. deals just because it's the focus is so much more on the lyrics and a lot of them don't have the uh you know the grounding in jazz or R&B that you hear from most of the proper yacht rock artists. Sure, sure. So as I, I mean, it's a, such a long list, but I notice as it get it ends around um, eighty six, eighty seven is where it, it peter, peters out, and then like there's two songs. It peters from, out really quickly around that. Yeah, there's two songs from the nineties. I think you got a Donald Fagan and uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Samuel Purdy. Samuel from Purdy. That's it. You got it. That, that. That's the one. And then, and then it fast forwards to sort of modern, you know, uh, the yacht revival. The yacht revival, exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah. I mean, I was glad. To, Henrik Hansen, that right or wrong song. That's a terrific song. And 
Oh, it's really good. Yeah, it's so good. He, I, I think I think if I remember right, I think he was the one who sent that into us. That's Yosky, right. Yeah, that, and we were like, "Holy bold, shit!" It's bold thing this to is do. Really good. He, it's a great song, and like Young Gun, Silver Fox, obviously the Thundercat one. Uh, Kirby, yeah. Kirby Cannon did "Slipping Away," which is that Leon Ware cover. Uh, so that's that's yeah. Like, so yeah, I mean, I just lo- I, I think it just uh, it's great to to go through that i don't want to like you know go song by song because we'd be here for four hours but not you know <laughs> do, do you miss talking about yacht rock uh as you know being away from the podcast for a little bit oh uh, we've been we we with the fellows and i have been kind of talking about it more trying to figure out how to get uh something back up and running oh and no we'd, kidding we'd, we'd like to keep we'd like to keep doing something for public consumption but at the same sure. time we're quarantined yeah yeah so we're just and we also like we're also trying to figure out how we can do something that doesn't require too much research yeah yeah. that was the the biggest thing that ultimately sank the previous podcast format was it just takes a lot of time to put together a decent episode the way we were doing it Hmm. and that's why we ended up doing so many of the uh the yacht and yacht mini shows was the material was supplied for us. All we had to do was talk about it. Sure, basically. it wasn't as much work uh, on a week. Or did you get it was yeah. like a week by week basis? I can imagine that was a heavy load. Even when you guys splitting it out between different people doing different episodes. Um, so, um, so now when you guys were doing the uh, yacht rock beyond yacht rock, it was always in person. Did you ever do like remote remote ones or anything like that? No, we're trying to figure out if there's a way we can do that without having it sound like shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, like, being able to react to one another in a timely fashion to make just land. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's see here. So, well, it's good to hear that at least you guys are thinking about doing some more. So, uh, at this point, let's see. Um, I was going to play one more song uh, from uh, the... Uh, David Williams album it's called Look Away and actually it has Jeff Picaro, Mike Picaro uh, on it and it was written by David Page so I think it's probably one of the most Toto-ish songs on the album um, and uh, yeah so we're, we're going to play uh, play that song now but yeah Steve uh, thanks for thanks so much for calling in and you know in the past as we as we did these uh, little podcasts here a few people had said oh do you, you know do you ever are, are you ever going to have any of the Beyond Yacht Rock people on and I always felt, I always said, like, well, first off, I, you know, they've been very kind to us on on their own podcast, to the Yacht Goats. But at the same time, you guys had been doing it for so long. I was like, maybe, maybe you just like having a, the break. And I always like, I just don't want to bother them. But then, uh, I guess in this in this uh, day and age where, where people are maybe stuck at home a little bit more. Uh, oh yeah. You know. So <laughs> you know, obviously, I, I just wanted to make it clear that like to yourself and to. Uh, the other fellas, uh, you know, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't, you know, for all the work you guys did uh, originally. Uh, and uh, and also that, uh, you know, anytime consider an open invitation, like even just to be like, hey, I want to talk about something that's completely unrelated, but I want to, you know, go on some re- relatively unlistened to podcast. You know, the door is always open. Well, anyways, hey, um, we're gonna. I'm gonna play that song now, Steve. And um, great, I really appreciate. Keep, keep, keep digging up these rare cuts, man. It's it's that rock is such a a difficult genre to dig into 
in this day and age, like getting the really deep cuts because guys like David Williams, they're just impossible to Google. Yes, yes, they are. Yeah, he he's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And uh, but it's a great album. If you ever check out uh, some of the other YouTube videos of "Take the Ball and Run," the whole album is pretty sweet. It's a uh, um, you know, under underrated or it's an unknown uh, contri- you know contribution to the yacht rock Canada, I'd say. Uh, but I, I, I had to import it from Germany, so because it was uh, it wasn't available anywhere in the U.S. But the stuff's on YouTube; you can listen to it there. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, YouTube is such a great place to find stuff. Yeah, exactly. You just have to kind of have some idea of who to yeah. go look through and. A lot of those channels really have a, a lot of stuff thrown out there. You can just kind of look through it. Yeah, it's, who exactly. the hell are all these people? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna play the song now. So thanks so much for calling in. And uh, anytime uh, we want, you want, we you, you feel free to come call back and talk more about Yacht Rock. Uh, you can check out the this this episode uh, in a couple of days and. Um, yeah, it was a real honor having you on uh, and, and, and chatting about the playlist. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody follow my playlist. Uh, Yacht Rock, a purist history under the Spotify username Hollywood C. And yep. everyone, listen to the Hartford, Goats play, the Hartford Yacht Goats podcast and playlist. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Spotify. Um, it's uh, Hollywood Steve. And it's Yacht Rock, a purist playlist. So uh, thanks again, Steve. And we, it was great hearing from you. We, we, you know, any uh, Say hi, to, if you do can, to the rest of the Beyond Yacht Rock fellas. And, uh, and, and, and take care. I, th- I really appreciate it. Yeah, great talking to you guys. You keep, keep the fire and stay smooth. Sounds great. Thanks, Steve. Have a good one. All righty. All right, bye-bye. You too. Hollywood Steve and the power of smooth music may have won this battle but we did manage to interfere with the phone lines near the end of that call we are not to be trifled with. That is right the hot for Giot Goats and their smug ways are a disgrace to all quality podcasters everywhere. But now to play the song Look Away by David Williams. I hate this song because it is too smooth and too groovy and I promise this is not the last you have heard from us. So 
certainly was fun having a uh, Hollywood Steve call in. That was a real treat and it was real real nice of him to do that. Uh, you probably heard at the end there were some phone connective issues where unfortunately he was dropping in and out a little bit here and there. So uh, one thing I did do was actually get Cass and Eric on the phone uh, but it didn't really uh, unfortunately the connection wasn't so hot so uh, I didn't want to necessarily erase it, though. So um, consider this an outtake to end the episode or a, a bonus track. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, it, it it basically it's, it's us calling Steve and I calling Cass and Eric and uh, su- surprising them. But uh, the surprise gets ruined because of the fucking phone line gets bad. So here, here's a here's a bonus cut for uh, all you completists out there. The other yacht goats, uh, that's a uh, Cass and Eric. They don't know that you're actually calling me uh, right now. Oh, it's just, it's going to be a wonderful surprise. Yeah, but I was thinking about I, I was supposed to call them, and right in the middle of us talking, Cass is like, "Are you going to call me?" So, I don't know, Steve, do you mind if you stay on the line and I just, like, completely mindfuck them and, and, like, call her now and be like, oh, hey, guess who's on with us? Because I think uh, sure. I think that would make her lose her shit. So, let me, assuming I can actually do this. Oh, I think I can. Um, all right. Let me get Cass. Hey. Hey, Cass. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm all right. I think I got someone else on the line with us. Are you there? Oh, okay. Oh, hi. I'm Holly Steve. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I decided to call you with Hollywood Steve on the phone. He, we, I, oh, this is wild. I, t- I texted him, was it yesterday? And was like, hey, do you want to talk about your Yacht Rock playlist? And so he called up and I said, well, why don't I just completely fuck around and call Cass up and be like, hey, guess who's on the phone? And it's- <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Do you have anything to say to Hollywood Steve being put totally on the spot? Wow. Uh, totally on the spot. Um, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just like doing yard work and yeah. I don't know, singing to the cat and I'm just... Steve, you, you wow. have a cat, don't you? Yeah, I have a cat. He's sleeping in his, uh, his hand by the window right now. Nice. Yeah, actually, I like, I, I'm very into your cat posts on Instagram. Oh, yeah, he's a good dude. You have a black cat, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, me too. I I love him. Yeah, he's he's very friendly. He's a I, I expected when I got a cat that he'd be constantly nagging me food. He just wants pets most of the time. Here, let me see if I can get Eric on, on the phone, too. One more second. Um, Eric, call. Yeah, hey, Eric. How's it going? It's Dave. Good. Hey, what's up? Not much. I got Cass on the line, too. Oh, yeah. Nice. You know who else is on the phone? Who? Hollywood Steve. Oh, hi. Hollywood Steve. No way. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he called in. Wow. I know Dave said he had a surprise. I didn't know. I, I was expecting like, oh, well, you know, I, there's an episode of Highway to Heaven I want to talk about. I, I, I didn't know it was going to be this. <laughs> so what are you up to, Eric? Oh, uh, I just make dinner. Oh, nice. Help Heather make dinner, yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, we, we just, Steve, called. it was nice enough to call in and talk about this awesome mega chronological Yacht Rock playlist that just went out on Spotify, and um, yeah, yeah. And I thought I'd call you guys up and, uh, and, and spring it on you, but then I, I, nice. I, I, didn't, I, I had no plans what to do once I actually got you on the phone, so <laughs> it probably was a bad idea, <laughs> but anyways, all right, well, um, Anything you want to say to Hollywood, Steve, uh, Eric, when you have him on the phone? Oh, I just, I can't believe it's like, it's like talking to the original OG Yacht Rock guy, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. great. Was- OG, original, original gangplank worker. <laughs> <laughs> gangplank worker, yeah. I don't know, this, this ranks up there with going to see uh, Michael McDonald. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> For me. Yeah. He's, he's certainly more talented than I am. <laughs> well, um, I, I think um, I think the phone connection may be getting a little bit funky here, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a little. I, I'm having okay. I thought yeah, it was my phone. No, it's it's. I think it, the phone it doesn't like the uh, it doesn't like the group message thing. So, uh, Eric and Cass, I don't know if, if you guys just want to uh, drop off, and then I'll finish up here recording with Steve and uh, go okay. There. All right, cool. Talk to you guys in a little Sounds bit. Good. All right. All right. All right. Nice nice yeah, Steve, you. you can stay. Yeah, they nice found you. That, Nice to meet you guys over the phone. Yeah, same. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you. Bye-bye.